Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Good evening, Coach Paula. Well, here it is, Monday evening, and we normally release this podcast Mondays at 11 a.m. It has been a busy few days with babysitting Sweet Ellie Ann overnight several days, and then Father's Day weekend. It's yeah. been a busy time. Yes, Jacob and Shelby went on a second honeymoon to Mexico, and we saw the baby six out of seven days that they were gone, and kept her overnight a bunch. And she's going through potty training, so there was always something going on. Yep, and we were brave. Took the potty in tow and everything, and took her about three hours away on a little trip to go to an aquarium and a little indoor play park. And She had a good time. She did. She likes looking at the fish and the jellyfish and the sharks and the stingrays. Well, I, I will say it took two takes. I think she was so exhausted. For some reason, we thought it would be a good idea to, at bedtime, put her in the car and then we'd drive. The problem was... She didn't want to sleep. She wanted Gra-Gra, <laughs> a.k.a. Grandma, to sit in the back with her, and we just played and played. She finally dozed off maybe the last 40, 45 minutes, and then when we got to the hotel, she was wide awake again. So the baby hadn't had much sleep. We went to the aquarium, and she was not enjoying any of it. So we went back to the hotel. The baby had a long nap. And then we returned to the aquarium where all of a sudden everything was fun. The only disappointing part of that was that the penguins went to sleep around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we didn't get to the penguin part of the exhibit till 6. So the room was dark, but we could vaguely see penguins standing in the dark. And there must be some logical reason why they do that for the health of the penguins but it seems like they could shift that time frame a little bit to where later afternoon clients could see the penguins or move the penguins to the front of the exhibit something something we missed the penguins we by and large missed the penguins but ellie enjoyed sitting in the dark theater she just wanted us to sit on that dark bench And then yesterday was Father's Day, so the kids and grandkid were over, and we pretty much swam all day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. Your job is important. We uh, went and got my mom, and she came over. She went to church with us and came over, but I don't know. She stayed around here almost an hour, and then she said she's ready to go home. So then I drove her home, and we drove up, and what did I tell you? She said, oh, dear. Oh, dear. She did not really want to go home. She just wasn't sure what she wanted at that point. But anyway, we got her reconnected with her good buddy in her assisted living home. And I think all is all was well by the time I left. That's good. 
So at church yesterday, it was obviously Father's Day, but it was also Baby Dedication Day, and that was pretty cool. Our church population is growing. There were a lot of little babies up there. And a lot of relatives of the little babies. That's true. It's really encouraging to see families wanting the church body to pray for their little children to grow up in the ways of the Lord and follow his path. And you know, there weren't any screaming babies up there, so it, you know, wasn't as exciting as normal. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. Typically, there's at least one baby having a meltdown at baby dedication, but nope, they were all just perfect little earth angels up there. Earth angels. (laughs) Makes me wish we had taken Ellie up there to liven things up a bit. Isn't there a song about earth angels? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Probably from Greece or something. I think you're right. It might be Greece. (laughs) Wow. A blast from the past. Look at me go all pop culture knowy and all. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was in Meyer day before yesterday, and was it day before yesterday? I, I think you've know. been to the grocery quite a few days in a row. I've been to the grocery often, but yes, I believe it was, yeah, I don't even know what day it was. That's what happens when you keep a two-year-old for several nights in a row. But it was after a run, so it must have Which been, is every day. It must have been, this is true, but I was running with Suzanne, so it must have been... Could it really have been a week ago almost? It must have been Wednesday because we had done our hill repeats. Yeah. So almost a week ago, I was at Meyer after a run. And I was all hot and sweaty. And I just needed two things. I needed toilet bowl cleaner. And I needed bounce dryer pads. Not for the dryer, but for your shoes. I sometimes put it in the dryer too. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't. But anyway... As I was walking in, I thought, self, you do not need a grocery cart because you can easily carry those two items. So when I got back to the back of the store where those two items were housed or shelved, I guess we should say, that got me near the Fage Greek yogurt section. And I thought, man, I could really save myself another trip to the grocery later if I went ahead and got some Fage Greek yogurt which I usually get at a different grocery store, but I have gotten it at Meyer before. And I thought, well, I should have grabbed at least one of those small shopping baskets. I thought, well, not going to be getting the Fage at Meyer. And I look up, and at the end of the aisle was a whole big stack of those portable carrying shopping carts. And I thought, Now, that's a marketing strategy. That's a good idea. That is a marketing strategy. Now, I am positive that those have always been dispersed about the store, but I have never noticed one. But Meyer made an extra... They've seen how many Fage yogurts you can buy. (laughs) They made an extra 20, 30 bucks off me because I loaded that cart with Fage Greek yogurt. Zero percent fat. And no, they do not sponsor us. I just really consume that stuff. And I've gotten to where I'm okay with other brands of 0%. And I don't notice a difference. Well, there you go. Maybe I can transition to a cheaper brand. But so far, it's been a no-go. So I loaded the carrying cart with that. And then I also got the cleaner and the bounce pads. But yeah, just wanted to throw that out there as it's a genius strategy on the part of Meyer. But you're 
basket would have been heavy if you picked up too many Baje yogurt containers. It was heavy. Mm. That's for sure. So is the moral of the story always get a basket? Because you just never know what you're going to get. I think the moral of the story is Meyer got me. I wasn't even going in there to buy that. So if they had carts on wheels back there, would you have bought even more? Two more, yes. Yeah. I can only carry so much. There you go. I only have so many muscles. So another interesting thing that happened this week, at least I think it's interesting, is we onboarded a new athlete from Maine, and she has a TomTom watch. And we do not have any athletes well, this we do now, but we have not had any athletes with a TomTom watch. So I had to do some research. And sure enough, it works with our software, our coaching software. And so I sent her an email and I gave her all the instructions. And she sent me a note saying, I left my charger at camp, which is really her parents' place on the lake, which is a couple hours from where she lives. Said, so, but they're mailing it to me. And my watch just isn't any good without the charger because it had died anyway that just got me to thinking because there's so many metaphors when it comes to running and also what's important in life and you're looking at me like oh my goodness where is this going i have no idea where you're going but i'm interested well a tom tom watch or a garmin watch or an apple watch if you regularly plug it in and charge it it's useful and i was thinking about that with my Christian walk is my Christian walk is not going to be very useful if I do not regularly plug in to God's word and to my prayer life and those types of things. So I just thought it was a good metaphor for life. So you're saying if you're running on empty, then you're not very productive. Yeah. If you're not plugging into Christ, it's hard to maintain your Christianity, I would say. Mm -hmm. And you want to be bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. This I do. I do want to. I think Tom Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, Tom Tom was one of the original GPS navigation devices for vehicles. Yes, I think it's the first brand we had. It was not incorporated into the car. We actually bought a device, a Tom Tom device that navigated directions. So I've been wearing my normal Garmin watch on my left arm. You haven't been wearing your abnormal Garmin watch on your left arm. (laughs) And my hand-me-down Apple watch on the right arm. I don't have another arm for a TomTom. Well, I guess I may have to wear the TomTom. So I really don't know all the capabilities of the TomTom yet, so it'll be interesting to see. haven't done a ton of research. I mean, we've only had this athlete for two days, and the watch isn't functional right now. So maybe more to come on the TomTom watch. And our coaching software. But anyway, we live here in Kentucky and we coach athletes all over. So if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Maine or California or Australia, it doesn't matter. We can connect and get you on our team. Yes, we can. (laughs) I had a couple of random news nuggets to talk about today. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about protein and in our weekly team email that went out yesterday to our athletes. We talked about protein. We often think about carbohydrates being what an endurance athlete needs for energy. And then we also think about avoiding unhealthy fats. 
but I'm not sure we spend enough time thinking about our protein needs and protein is necessary to help you to help repair your muscles and your bones after working really hard. So potentially, if you have recurring aches and pains, you may want to consider increasing your protein intake or seeing a nutritionist to see if you're getting an appropriate amount of protein. But back to random news nuggets. Well, before you go back to that, I've been on the protein kick for several years. I was connected with the book Roar by Dr. Sims, and she really talks about women and their nutritional needs to fuel their sport, and she really discusses the significance of protein intake. So I've been on that bandwagon for quite a while. Yeah, and you've been very healthy. Thankfully. Thankfully. Thank the Lord. So the random news nugget piece of this relates to protein. There was an article in the Christian Post website. I'm just going to tell you that picture looks disgusting. Our audience can't see the picture. Okay, well. Let me finish my story. Oh oh my goodness. I'm going to turn away. The article is on biblical protein, and it talks about an Israeli company creates snack food with John the Baptist in mind. If you remember John the Baptist, he lived out in the desert, and he wore unusual clothes. I don't remember exactly what he wore, like fur or something, but he ate wild honey and locusts. So this Israeli company is promoting eating locusts or grasshoppers, whatever you want to call them. And that does not seem very appealing, but they grind them up into a fine powder. I'm really throwing up in my mouth right now. And it's probably going to look a lot like the chia seeds that I put in my overnight oats. But it's packed with protein. Remind me not to let you prepare my food if you order any of that. It's created in Israel. Can you order it here in the United States, or does the Food and Drug Administration have anything to say about this? I don't know the answer to that question. But in addition to the protein content, it also has omega-3, it's got iron, it's got zinc, it's got vitamin E, vitamin B12. It's a superfood. Who knows? When you go to your favorite smoothie shop and they offer you some additions to spice up your super smoothie, you might someday have grasshopper powder or locust powder in there. It's a superfood. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know that I am all about fueling your sport. But I'm sorry. I draw the line here. (laughs) And the article goes on to talk about how back in the Old Testament days... God told his chosen people what was clean to eat and what was unclean to eat. And in Leviticus, he says that all flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean. However, some flying insects that walk on all fours you may eat. Those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of these, you can eat any kind of locust. Katie did, cricket, or grasshopper. 
but all the other flying insects that have four legs, you should regard as unclean. So, from the beginning. <laughs> Why, I'm happy to know that you're not going to be picking flies off of our fly paper in the garage or something and putting it on your salads. I'll be looking for grasshoppers in the yard. Oh, that's disgusting. Put them in your food processor. Oh, no. Don't, don't be using my food processor. <laughs> I don't let you use my food processor anyway. Sometimes I use it. No, I worry about glutenizing it. I don't want to do that to you. All right, moving on. Another article from the Christian Post was about a man who memorized 20 books of the Bible. And he, I don't know when, but he was going to be teaching people how to memorize the Bible at the Creation Museum, which the Creation Museum is in Kentucky. And it's not too far away from Noah's Ark, which are both really cool exhibits if you are in the Kentucky area. It's a couple hours away from Owensboro. They're closer to Lexington and Cincinnati, but really cool exhibits. But can you imagine memorizing 20 books of the Bible? I cannot imagine that. I mean, I feel like I know a lot of scripture and a lot of scripture comes to mind when people are talking or I'm praying about situations. But as far as me saying, oh, that's Psalm 12 verse 4, like I don't really have it to that detail. I think back to when I was a child in school, we would have plays that each class would perform and I would have parts to memorize. I just don't know how I was able to memorize all the things I needed to memorize way back when. I'm not sure I ever got a part where I had much to memorize. I wasn't that talented. (laughs) I do remember, though, when we were in college, you tried out for a play, and they were trying to have you be angry, and they just couldn't get you to be angry, so they are having you throw chairs and everything, and I was just back there laughing at watching you try to have a temper. It was just, it was embarrassing, and then I feel like I made... An article in the newspaper because of my inability to, to be, be, angry. be angry. They should have Needle- got me up there. I know what buttons to push. Needless to say, I did not make the cast of that play. <laughs> we did go see the play, though, and then I thought, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that play anyway. It was kind of boring. Mm. The Glass Menagerie. Is that what it was? That's what it was. I don't remember. It was. So how am I going to remember 20 books of the Bible? I don't know, but... When you said this about memorizing 20 books, like full books of the Bible, for some reason the first thing that popped in our in my head is our son Jacob was telling us about this gamer who blindfolded himself and blindfolded was able to capture all 120 stars. 120 or 140, whatever it is. I think it's 120 in Mario... Mario 64. 64. That's hard to believe. Yes. and Somebody spent way too much time playing that game. That's what I thought. I mean, if you're going to invest in something, invest in something that's going to add value to somebody's life. But this is his job. Like He makes a lot of money a month because people pay $5 a month to watch his channel commercial free. Or if you don't watch it commercial free, then advertisers are also paying him. So... Yeah, it's a little crazy. Crazy. Can't imagine. But Jacob wanted me to watch a little bit of it today to see how he was doing it. And you could see he was really listening for sound cues. Like he would edge up 
to a ledge and then it makes a weird sound when Mario like just barely falls off the ledge and he climbs back up so he knows just where he is mm. to then do some I don't know audio cues so yeah who knew I don't know you, you do a random news nugget on eating crickets and then you just fly by a Chick-fil-A ad I mean that seems like better protein grilled chicken well my next random news nugget is about Chick-fil-A so Chick-fil-A has been experimenting with robot delivery and they are getting ready to test out a little robot on wheels in Austin, Texas and I believe it said it goes about 15 miles an hour and it kind of looks like a microwave on wheels but what I found most intriguing about this is that the robot is going to be riding in the bicycle lanes. So if you are cycling in Austin, Texas, watch out for the robots carrying the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. What would prevent someone from intercepting the sandwiches between Chick-fil-A and the intended destination? I'm not really sure. It might become a new way to feed the homeless. Mm. I'm just saying, if you have a starving family and the Chick-fil-A cart's rolling by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you open it up. There's got to be something. I'm sure as professional as Chick-fil-A is, they've thought of everything, except for how this may impact the cyclists. <laughs> well, the cyclists can be patient with this cart, just like cars should be patient with cyclists. That's a good point. It's all about patience. Patience. Which, by the way, when I was driving today, this cyclist flew through a four-way stop. I just wish cyclists who are so adamant that cars share the road, I wish would also obey the road laws. It's a two-way street. Most of the streets are. Metaphorically speaking. Mm. No more random news nuggets? That's all I've got. I'm behind on my news feeds. I've been busy. Yep. I am excited that the Tour de France is right around the corner, though. Oh, boy. I need to go check and see if Fantasy Tour de France is ready yet. Oh, yeah. Forgot we were going to do we're that. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. I wish sometimes that this was video because if people could just see the excitement in your body language as you're talking about the Tour de France. We could do video. Yeah. I oh, know. I did think of some other random news. So... We coach endurance athletes, and the events are typically pretty long, although we, we have had some athletes doing sprints, the 100 hurdles, <laughs> the uh, 800, the 1600, 3200, 5Ks, anyway, long story. But we're always encouraging run through the finish line, run through the finish line. Well, in the, I think it was the third stage of the criterium, do Dauphiné cycling race. Whoop Menard sprinted to the finish, and one pedal stroke from the finish, he raises his arms up in the air in celebration as another cyclist slings his front wheel forward to cross the finish line first. Wow. So needless to say, he was quite disappointed, and he went back and reviewed the video and was trying to figure out, how did I miss that he was that close to me? But he... Woot Van Aert on Team Yumbo Vismo. He is on a roll. He is on a roll. So he and the rest of the Yumbo Vismo team are going to be contenders in the Tour de France again. But Tadia Pogaccia, 
from Team UAE has to still be the favorite after back-to-back wins at the Tour. It's going to be exciting. It is going to be exciting. Right around the corner. Can you see the excitement in my body language? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, I thought of something else. We were out by the pool today after I got off work, and Bethany said, Hey, Dad. Did Jacob say anything to you about doing a triathlon relay? And I said, well, no, he did not. So anyway, I am excited about the possibility of doing a triathlon relay with two of our children. I consider Shelby our child as well. She is. But I'm guessing that Bethany would do the swim, I would do the bike, and Jacob would do the run. I felt a little offended by that whole conversation. Why was that? What am I, a chopped liver? No, you're not chopped liver. <laughs> anyway, it got me thinking, for our family, we need a quadathlon instead of a, a quadathlon instead of a triathlon. Mm. I'm not sure what the fourth thing would be, but, you know. But yeah, you guys just planned yourself a little triathlon relay and... I guess I was considered the weak link in the chain. I was not invited to the party. Hmm. <laughs> I am sure, though, that I will make a magnificent cheerleader, as I did for the first 43 years of my life. Somebody will be watching Ellie. It'll probably be you and Shelby. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So anyway, speaking of Father's Day, you got a new gizmo. I did get a new gizmo. Have you had a chance? I'm embarrassed to say I do not know the answer to this question because our communication has been lacking because we've been so busy. Have you had a chance to use your new gizmo? I have not been swimming since Sunday, Father's Day. Today is Monday. I plan to swim tomorrow, which was on my plan, and it gave me time to set up my new gizmo. So my new gizmo is... A heart rate monitor that straps to my goggles, which are the Form Swim Smart Goggles, which has the built-in display. Last year's Father's Day present. Yes. Just, you know, taking baby steps here. Mm. So now I will be able to see my heart rate while I'm swimming. And as I was configuring the goggles with the heart rate monitor... I did realize something that I wasn't expecting, and that is that the heart rate monitor only works when you're doing lap swimming. Why would that be? Well, let me rephrase that. It does not work when you are doing open water swim with GPS. And I told you wrong the other day. The GPS does rely on your watch when you're doing open water swimming. Now, it'll... Capture your stroke rate and your time, obviously your time, when you're doing open water swimming. But when you're doing open water swimming, it picks up the heart rate from your watch instead of the new gizmo, which is kind of surprising. But the... Well, so it would monitor your heart rate in open water swimming if you're not measuring your distance with your watch. I'll have to see about that because when I was configuring it, it seemed like the display settings were for heart rate were only with compatible watches, not only with compatible heart rate sensors. So we will see. Yeah, I have no idea what that meant, but we will see. We will see. <laughs> yeah. So yes, three days before Father's Day, you sent me a link saying, 
here's something I'd like for Father's Day. Which about three days before then you had asked me if there was anything I wanted for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. So the heart rate monitor that I was generously given was the Polar Verity Sense optical heart rate sensor, which was one of the only two heart rate sensors that the form goggles support. So on Father's Day, which I text the price to the kids and asked them if they wanted to go in with me on this gift, for which they were thankful to have a gift idea for the guy who has all he needs. I can think of more. Uh, Yeah, but... That wouldn't, you know, be in line with needs necessarily. That's true. Hey, Father's Day is all about wants and desires, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just sent them the link, or maybe even just a screenshot, and said, you guys already have something, or you want to go in on this? And they're like, we're in, we're in. So we order it. Did I order it? (laughs) I can't even remember. I think you had me order it. You may have even ordered your own Father's Day present. And then I got it out of the mailbox, too. And then he got it out of the mailbox while the kids are in the driveway. Two of the kids were in the driveway. (laughs) And then the best part was on Sunday, when you opened it, after you got up and left the table, Bethany said, so what was that we got him? I said, full disclosure, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I could have asked for anything. I did know the price, I'll tell you that. So I was willing to spend that even if the kids didn't go in. Yeah, it wasn't unreasonable. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. So anyway, I'll be interested to know how that works. Yeah. I've never had heart rate monitoring capabilities in the water, so I'm curious to see. Because sometimes when I'm swimming, I feel like my heart is about to beat out of my chest. Mm. But when I swim tomorrow, I'm going to just try to take it easy, do a long, steady swim, you know, a zone two, easy kind of swim, just to see how that goes. Yeah, but then you need to do a couple of really hard 25s or 50s just to see if it's really capturing your heart rate variety. You like the 2 by 25 hard, don't you? I do. I think it's good to do that every time you're in the pool. Do at least two 25s hard. Get after it. It doesn't take any extra time. No? I mean, technically it takes a little bit of extra time, but, you know. minute and a half. I mean. If you take a break. It could take a minute and a half. That'd be tops, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you. All right. Question. So we have a lot of athletes. Here's my question. What's harder to coach? From the neck down or from the neck up? From the neck up. (laughs) I think that many athletes are limiting themselves by what they think they can do, what they've done in the past, or not wanting to push through some difficult efforts to get their body where it needs to be for reaching their goals. Yeah. So really, we I think each of our athletes has kind of three people in their head. Who they were, who they are today, and who they want to be. And trying to bridge all that together a lot of times has much more to do with their mind than it has to do with their physical fitness. So I would have to agree with you that coaching the head is harder than coaching the body. Mm-hmm. So, And I tell you, a lot of things can get in the head. Like, for example, now in most of the United States, which is the country where we reside, there's been a heat wave and people are just commenting right and left. Like, I'm putting in the same effort, but my pace is nowhere near. 
Well, yes, that's true. When you're running in a hundred degree, you know, high heat index and you're going to feel a lot more effort for a lot less return in speed, but you're still building fitness. So you just got to get out there, focus on perceived effort and let the pace fall where it falls. Yeah. And as you spend time in the heat, doing what is necessary to stay safe, hydration and moving in and out of the the heat and indoors. You can build acclimation to the heat and you may see your times get closer to what they used to be, but also the perceived effort can go down as well. Your body can adapt to a lot of different environments, but when the temperature fluctuates a lot, it can really take a toll on your rate of perceived exertion. Yeah, your body can adapt to some degree, but an Olympic marathon record is not going to be set on a 100-degree heat index day versus a nice, mild 53-degree weather day. Like, there's only so much the body can adapt. But it, it beginning of the heat in the summer is always the hardest, just like the beginning of cold in the winter is always the coldest. I'll take the heat over the cold. Oh, me too, any day. I, I'm not equipped for cold weather but I get out there I just do it have you started planning your running routes for when we go on vacation I have not yet but I need to get on that we've planned it for a couple of our athletes lately but probably need to do that for ourselves especially since I have a long run built in that's just what two three weeks from my race when we're on vacation but I did talk to my running partner and I think we're going to try to work it out with our coach, hint, hint, that we want to do our long run the Friday before I leave and the Sunday after we get back. So rather than our typical Saturday. And I think that works out in her schedule as well. But back to the head thing. Okay. Coaching. We had an athlete on Friday text us. And it was pretty late Friday afternoon saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to do my work workout today i can't remember now if it was a bike or a run i think it was a run do you remember i don't remember i don't remember what the workout was now and athlete said i think i'm just going to go out and hang with spouse blah blah blah. anyway as it turns out we just encourage the athlete take the entire weekend off because following that message was i'm really lacking motivation and i really need to figure out like think about my why again and this completely in the athlete completely in the athlete's head and so we just say we're clearing the whole weekend like don't do anything this weekend and then as we adjusted and planned the athlete's week the upcoming week and scaled back quite a bit we did scale back it's just triathlete so we scaled back on really a lot of it and (laughs) evidently just clearing the weekend cleared the mind because we've gotten several comments in training peaks and text messages saying hey can you add this can you add that and i went ahead and did a run sunday morning and so yeah a lot of it's just taking the pressure off sometimes you just have to step back and remember it's a hobby and if you're feeling frustrated take two or three days off and otherwise you're consistent it is not going to impact your fitness it's just going to help you become stronger yeah and if you are missing a workout to spend time with your spouse or your family, that's probably a a good choice priority-wise. I agree. So 
try to get up early and knock out your workout so that you don't have to miss out on quality family time if you can. Yep. If you're feeling overwhelmed by your sport, it's good to step back and adjust and think about what your priorities are because triathlon or running should never be your number one priority in life. If so, it's time to think about those priorities. Well, let's wrap up with a scripture today. Let's go back and talk about John the Baptist again. In the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. You got your carbs and your protein right there. (laughs) I'm glad there are other options. I can't wait so I can put it in my smoothie. (laughs) At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.